Welcome to the F&B Podcast. This is Sahith. And this is Aria. Today, we'll be discussing a very hot topic, Roe versus Wade, commonly known as the abortion debate. In order to have the dis- this discussion in the most professional manner, we will be going over the history of abortion using facts that both sides to the debate may have to present and ultimately forming our own conclusion on the matter and explain it. So if we look at... <clears throat> The original Roe v. Wade case, which happened uh, January 22nd, 1973. Uh, Basically, it was after a whole. So this was still this was the reminiscence of the women's rights movement. And so all those activists were still pushing into the 1900s, late into the 1900s. And so this was sort of the this was sort of an effect of that. And it was basically a woman. Her name was not Roe. It was just, it was a name given to her by the court to protect her identity. Um, her name was, uh, actually, I don't know her name. No, it was Norma McCorvey. Okay. So basically, she was arguing uh, on behalf of a lot of her um, abolition, or not abolition, sorry, what am I saying? Feminist buddies that they should have the right to abortion, which is um, the you know, like the ridding of an embryo after like, after um, something goes wrong in intercourse anyway. So basically the court then ruled that during the first trimester, which is one week to 12 weeks that um, abortion is legal. So women were allowed to have an abortion from in the first trimester. And this was, you know, there was also other things. So Recently, this this was overturned by Supreme Court, who made it like so that um, each state had the ability to decide for themselves <clears throat> and whether or not they wanted to uh, follow this Roe v. Wade following or this this Roe v. Wade um, ruling. So that's where the whole debate comes in because now, um, of course, like a lot of women feel felt like that was like a constitutional right that they were just guaranteed and so taking away from them caused a lot of anger and then there was obviously the other side who believed that abortion was not moral anyway so i'm just going to ask you sahith uh what is your like base opinion like base opinion on this whole thing like literally just a base opinion so basically i am for certain abortions so i guess you could classify that as pro-choice mm-hmm. and Obviously, there's some ramifications and, you know, uh, certain things that uh, control, like that I do not believe an abortion is moral. Um, but in general, I'm pro-life. What about you? Yeah, I agree Sorry, with not you. Pro-life. Is that not pro-life. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I'm pro-choice. Like, that's just my, ba- like, I'm not even sure as of right now. I feel like my standards for what makes it like moral like will shift as we debate but like for now i'm just completely like pro-choice like you do what you want mm-hmm. so did you want to now talk about like the whole science of like the embryo development because i know it's an argument that a lot of pro-life people use so do you want to go into that yeah so first let's just um kind of break down the extremes of both sides so i think on the um on the right, or I guess you could, the right side of it, meaning like the Republican side of it, yeah, uh, the pro-life, the extreme pro-life, they believe that that 
the as soon as their fertilization has occurred, that um, embryo is a baby and is a human being, and and um, I, I as we progress in this episode, I'll be arguing that it, it shouldn't. It's it's not about the fertilization. It's about how when is the uh, where can the fetus conceive, conceivably suffer? That that would be that's how I'm going to base my argument uh, about abortion. But on the extremes, they say as soon as fertilization has occurred, that that embryo is a baby and it has the rights of every human being. So that's their base argument, and that that's deeply rooted in um, religion, and it's basically it's plain and simple religion at that point. And in this recent overturn of Roe versus Wade at the Supreme Court, it's just all through Iron Age uh, Catholic religion. And as many of you may know, that um, Clarence Thompson, I believe that's his. Let me just double check. Yeah, Clarence Thomas. Uh, Clarence Tom. Thomas. Yeah, he's yeah. a like a. I think it's fair to say rabid Catholic Christian, or rabid Catholic. And his views, and it's clearly had an influence on the ruling of Roe versus Wade. So that's the extreme uh, right side of it, extreme pro-life. And the extreme pro-choice is that getting an abortion at 10 weeks is equivalent to that of getting an abortion at 30 weeks. And I think it, 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 it's very clear that that that... that um, that's not true. And as we go on in this episode, we'll explain why. So basically, they believe that the first trimester abortion is equivalent to th third trimester. So that's the basis of the far left, or rather the far pro-choice um, argument. So basically, <clears throat> we're going to kind we're, we're going to... Um, kind of define the line of where we believe like i said that um uh, the baby or rather the embryo has the capability to um suffer and uh ability to suffer and therefore is can be treated as a human being because uh and i'll go into this further but i believe that it is at that point when we can consider them a human being for very specific reasons or at least um, have the um, rights of a human being. And then based on that line, we can make ethical and moral decisions on what should happen with um, uh, abortion. So just to, so Arya, just asking you, just, just so you can kind of, for the people who don't exactly know what's going on currently, so just explain to them what, the overturn of like Roe v. Wade, what its outcome is basically. Yeah. So like, as I stated, like the original Roe v. Wade decision in 1973 or whatever gave the women the right to have an abortion in the, within the first trimester. So now basically this overturn isn't making it so that everywhere in America, every, no women can have um, any abortion. It's basically that like the States now have the right to decide if they want to allow women to get an abortion during the first trimester or or if the women are not allowed to get it at all and so obviously this can um you know in more like 
liberal states. I don't think this is a worry or concern for the women there, but like for women in general, they want to fight because this is almost like a, like a right. I mean, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great recession in some uh, degradation and recession, regression, recession, regression. Yeah, exactly. It's like, we're going backwards almost. So that's what, Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of them are fighting for it. So yeah, that's what, that's what I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you want to expand on like, so, so you had some points you wanted to make about like how the far right people and the pro-life far pro-life people state that yeah. like, like the, my body, my choice kind of thing. So you're going to go on that. So like a big, like uh, argument that pro-abortion, like pro-choice, um, people have is like they use the hypocrisy of the pro-lifers in a sense because a lot of the pro-lifers, like like you said, the right, so they're these um, extreme Catholic Republican type. They're obviously against like vaccinations and masks, masks, masks. Sorry, because they believe it's you know my body, my choice. So then it's like interesting because if it's your body, your choice, and you believe in that for every human in America, then why is it not the choice of the women to get the abortion kind of? So, and I think their their counter to that is, well, because you're um, killing somebody, and mm-hmm. I think logically that doesn't make any sense. First mm-hmm. of all, because first and foremost, because as we'll explain, that certain weeks of age, certain embryos that are certain weeks of age are, I wouldn't consider babies and have the uh, human rights. But not only that. It doesn't work because if you're not getting vaccinated, aren't you putting other elder, older people or even or just anybody at a higher risk of getting COVID and dying from? It? So basically you are endangering another person's life. Well, yeah, that's that technically that's that's correct, obviously. But I think <laughs> a lot of these people like believe that COVID is a hoax. So they don't even think they're one. So I think to them, they don't seem like they, it doesn't look like hypocrisy at all. Yeah. I feel like the people who have it hardest right now, though, are, like, women who live in a state. Okay, so women who are, like, married to, like, a Republican husband in a Republican state. Because they're obviously, <laughs> like, don't want to contradict what their husband says, right? But, like, their rights are being taken away. So, like, I don't even, yeah, I feel like they have the hardest. They have it the hardest. But, obviously, every woman is affected by this. Like, mm-hmm. the country is. It says a lot about the country. Because, like, other countries mm-hmm. be like, why? Exactly, yeah. And also, I think, um, just to put it out there, like anybody who's pro-life is pro-life until it, 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 it hits, it hits home. It becomes personal mm-hmm. and they're in need of an abortion, something like that. Then it, uh, it all turns around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You can go ahead. So, yeah. So I guess we can get into kind of the science of it, that the, the argument that you are killing the baby, uh, a baby or a human being rather, and you have no right to. So, like I said, we're going to dive deep into it now. That they, those people are putting a single fertilized ovum over a woman's right. And, and just to give you some context, uh, a three day old human embryo, is a collection of 150 cells. Okay, 100. Just understand that if, how little 150 cells is at three days. Okay, 
150 cells, and that's called a blastocyte. And just just to give you a comparison, there are more than a, a hundred thousand cells in the brain of a fly. And I can guarantee you these pro-life people will crush a fly the moment yeah. they see it. They'll kill like, a fly. Uh, undoubtedly. It gets <laughs> so, in the right up there their casserole, they're killing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and, and and human embryos that are destroyed in like uh stem cell research they do not have brains or even neurons for that 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 matter and and um it it is also worth remembering that we are perfectly fine that that um we are we consider it acceptable to to take the organs of a brain dead that that a person brain dead has died and that we that we can take harvest his organs and and bury him in the ground so if it is accept, acceptable to to treat a person whose brain has died as something less than a human being then it should be perfectly acceptable to treat a blastocyte as, as the same thing so so if, if you are truly concerned about the baby's uh, uh, suffering, then killing a fly should should present you with much more difficulty, moral difficulty, than killing a human blastocyte. Okay, um, but, but I guess people could argue that it, it has to do with the later potential to become a uh, human's later potential to become fully developed that versus a fly but 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 the whole potential argument doesn't even hold up because because almost every cell in your body is a potential human being with with modern um genetic engineering so basically every time you scratch your leg arm head or not head leg arm face nose you're basically committing mass genocide. Like you're basically committed a Holocaust of potential human beings. Okay. So, so that argument that doesn't hold up at all. So then people may be wondering where do, do we um, cut, draw the line of, of um, where a baby or embryo rather has the, uh, has human rights that of a woman or any other human being so so to do this as i said we're going to kind of take the idea of suffering where can a human conceive of where can a fetus conceivably suffer and i think it, it can logically be connected by the nervous system structures and sensory connections to the cortex uh those are relevant thresholds, I believe. And I think that, that, that the, the line to draw there is around 15 weeks. And that would be, um, I think, ideal to get it 15 weeks or prior. I think it is completely acceptable and because they, these embryos cannot conceivably suffer by any means of, by any means, because they, their nervous system and their sensory connections are so uh, limited and they're incapable of, as I said, producing suffering. So 
but that doesn't mean, as I said, that we should stop flying at 15 weeks because not every stage of pregnancy, pregnancy is the same. The first trimester and the third trimester are completely different. And actually, are you going to just quickly tell them the first trimester, second trimester, third, like those kind of weeks, just to give them some background? Yeah. So first trimester is like, like I said, like one to 12 weeks. It's just where like, like you said, there's no conceivable, um, like sensory or anything like that the embryo has. So technically it's zero to 13 weeks actually. Okay. So second trimester then is 14 to 26 weeks. So this is, so the, so what you're saying would be perfectly in line with the original Roe v. Wade thing. Like, because I one to 15, basically. Yeah, the Roe v. original Roe v. Wade thing made it so that it's only legal during the first trimester, so 0 to 13. And so anything past that, it's still illegal. So what you're saying perfectly lines up with that. So that's like a, a pretty, pretty logical conclusion by you. So yeah, second mm -hmm. trimester is 14 to 26 weeks. And um, that's where the, the, the whatever embryo or fetus or whatever starts to develop like so like I don't know full sensation, but like it can it has some sort of sensation. And the third trimester is 27 to 40 weeks. And this is where the full development of the baby's brain and other vital organs, like the lungs and the eyes and the heart and the immune system and all that take place. And so like this is the Sorry, what week was this? 27 to 40. Okay. okay. This is where like all the crucial organs like fully develop. Not fully, but like they're ready for a baby to function with. They're fully capable. Of so, so I'm being very conservative, actually, when I roll it back to 15. But even then, I think. And yeah. there can obviously be exceptions for post-15 abortion. Like if it's literally life-threatening or the yeah. baby is going to be born in such horrible conditions that it, I think yeah. there are exceptions. But I think prior to 15 weeks, there is no argument about it. Okay, so I have, a, I have a question for you. That's yeah. like an argument of a lot of um, pro-life people. So like, mm -hmm. the, right, right. So they say, so if you're, if you're like scared to, if you want to have an abortion because like you believe that the baby won't grow up in a good environment, right? Then why don't you just like give it up for adoption instead of killing it? So what do you have to say? Like, what do you, what, what would your response be to that? But, uh, so basically you're saying why get rid of the baby when you can just give it up for adoption? Yeah, exactly. Because... So let me ask you this. Do you think, I know you're, this isn't, you don't believe in this, but just play the role. Of, like, okay. Believe. okay. Yeah. Do you think like, um, okay, let's say you give him up to adoption. Do you really think that the adoptive system right now in America, I know this is going to sound completely different, but that that system is very, is good and is going to limit the suffering of a child. I mean, no, that, exactly. Yeah. Most adopted children are like, their lives do not end up well. Yeah. Child services is not, and, that's a whole different topic though, but yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah I guess it's good. But then, yeah, I guess they would then argue that like some life is better than, uh, I, I can't hear you. Sorry, I just went on mute for one second. Oh. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, but then I guess they'll argue that. So this is where some hypocrisy comes in because then they would respond like, but any life is better than no life. But then that completely contradicts their whole thing about the whole reason for adoption. That's their whole justification 
saying that, okay, fine. It's understandable that you don't want the baby to have a bad life. So they're sympathizing with the fact that they don't want a bad life, but then they're saying, just give it to adoption. <laughs> yeah. for the life. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like a big loop of hypocrisy by, by a lot of the pro-lifers. Like I have not genuinely heard one good pro-life argument. Like if I'm being It's honest, not even because they don't, it's, they have no argument like, other yeah. than just base religion at some, at some yeah. point. <laughs> There's basically no if, argument. If society back then in 1970 or whatever was able to just suck it up and deal with it, mm-hmm. it's like it's like horrible how now like people are so yeah. Poor. The fact that like a grand a granddaughter has less rights than her grand uh, mother. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and, and also, I think. It, go ahead. Especially in a in a like scenario where like the intercourse was unwanted like like some sort of uh rape or harassment mm-hmm. like then it's almost like the person who committed that like gets away without any consequence because like what what are they going to do about it now they have your kid they're forced to raise it on their own you just ruined mm-hmm. the whole life basically so <laughs> and but i also think um since the beginning raw has been like it's been kind of uh dubious and like the democrats they knew it, how precarious Raw was, but and, and they failed to um, execute or pla- pass legislation yeah. such as a, an amendment. They had like what fifty years to do that. Yeah. I guess they would never think that like something so stupid would be overturned. I mean, they always knew like like a certain portion, a, a large portion of the country was like just yeah, hated like abortion. Yeah, yeah. So that they very well knew that there was some tension, maybe not to the extent it is now, but they very well knew, and they very well had the ability to pass legislation on it. Yeah. But so I, I don't they know failed to. The, yeah, what the reasoning there was because yeah, you said they had like half a decade basically to do something. Yeah. <laughs> basically, so like there's a lot of people who are to blame for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Supreme Court's final decision, but a lot of things led up to it. It was mm-hmm. not. Yeah. yeah and i also think it's important to note that over like so the first trimester and third trimester difference by people argue that um there, there will so many people are getting uh abortions in the later of their second trimester or third trimester but but the, the truth is over 90 percent um of abortions happen in the in the first trimester so there's and and even with the ones that happen after they may be uh emergent very dire in very dire situations and emergency situations situations yeah and then like another thing about like that's kind of flawed with their whole read like pro-life reasoning is like so they're obviously um they think banning these abortions and whatever will do two things obviously like save save lives of like unborn things that don't even have sensation Mm -hmm. and and um what was they gonna say i guess yeah save lives basically so uh, uh, yeah save lives and like obviously since i see tem like abortion as immoral stop immoral activities but the banning of abortions actually has led to like an increase in like illegal abortions because these women are so desperate because it's like mm-hmm. life and death for some of them that they go seek like illegal practices that may do abortions illegally and that's really unsafe and it causes like a lot of these women to like be like severely affected or injured or even killed so Mm -hmm. basically 
banning of abortions is like increasing the amount of actually immoral abor- immoral to a sense like Ill- like illegal abortion like practices and it's actually endangering more people so i i think the whole like their whole reasoning is flawed in that sense like have you ever heard like a like a, a someone pro life has said something like said something and you're like you have to stop and think about wow that's actually like wow like I didn't think about that. Have you ever heard something? <laughs> no, like like I said, they have no argument. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they can create magical scenarios, and even those don't hold up. But. Exactly. <laughs> they have to create scenarios. That's the thing. But like pro choice, and even those don't hold up. Yeah. yeah. So I I really don't get it. So I'm looking at um some of these pro cons here. Yeah, I guess we can take those on here. So let's see. Let me try and find one 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 con that to abortion that's like really strikes me as really stupid and we'll analyze it i guess you can also look one mm-hmm. okay let's look at this so it's con number two legal abortion promotes a culture in which life is disposable <laughs> so it's saying that killing killing something yeah, anyway just the read world. the read the first okay. read the first sentence I'm <laughs> going with 2014 remark by Pope Francis that Pope Francis that connected abortion to the throwaway of culture. Cardinal Joseph Tobin of Newark, New Jersey stated, "Abortion represents a failure to recognize the san- sanctity or what a sanctity of, of human sanctuary. sanctity. Yeah, sanctity of human life and promotes a culture in which human life, in its most vulnerable moment, is perceived as disposable. And, <laughs> and th- this is the Pope and a cardinal, so the highest prestige of like whatever." And then he goes on to say such a propo- uh, proposal targets uh, poor women as need uh, as needing an expedient solution to a complex problem. I mean, it's like, so he's saying that because women are choosing to dispose of something that's less this like less developed than a fly's brain, counts <laughs> yeah. making life disposable. So in these guys' eyes, so a woman getting an abortion after like two weeks is the same as a woman going up and shooting someone point blank in the brain. <laughs> yeah. killing That's what the thing is, isn't that? Life is disposable. When, when really, when really, it's less than than what I'm sure he's done there, uh, several oh, times yeah. in his life oh, of Francis? smashing a fly. Oh, he snatched a fly because it got in his face in his like Lamborghini Aventador. Like, <laughs> He's the last person to be talking on this sort of thing. I mean, obviously, I know it's... Like I said, it's just Iron Age religion. Yeah, it's it's horrible. And, like, again, I know this is not the topic, but everything connects to religion. Like, think of if we didn't have religion, but just science and, like, actually cared about the well-being of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's not the conversation here. I'm just saying that. Yeah. so yeah, what do you have to say about this 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 argument? I won't even call that it legal ab- pro- uh, abortion promotes a culture. And it, yeah, I mean, you can't like the thing is you can't even argue with this stuff. Like it's so <laughs> illogical that you can't find words to argue. The best thing <laughs> is to like it's just impossible. I I found it I find it impossible at some level to even. And the fact that the Pope is saying this, like I know so that, that's God. just yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, let's look at another one. Increased access to birth control, healthcare, and sexual education would make abortion unnecessary. So these guys are basically saying, okay, uh, it's just a bunch of facts. Uh, Whatever. So birth control. This is this is just an obvious statement. Increased access. All the all this is like. Go ahead. 
I don't even agree with the last part. Increased exposure to sexual education. When someone rapes another person, you think they didn't go through sex ed in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do it knowing what's going to happen. Like, and, and, um, and let's just take a quick note at birth control because um, the very people like the Pope who uh, uh, are against abortion and then this kind goes on to talk about birth control and condoms. That very, the very Pope and the Catholic Church despised condoms. Yeah. They hated condoms. And, and now so, you're talking about birth control. <laughs> just a big loop of hypocrisy. I mean, where's the end to the hypocrisy, basically? There's no end to it. It's just hypocrisy after hypocrisy after hypocrisy. It's horrible. And then the only other con is that life begins at conception, which we already said is complete BS. Like, like you said, it's literally less than a fly's brain, not even a fly as a whole, it's a fly's brain. So like, I, it's just like mind boggling actually. Significantly less. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. What was it? One, 100, 100, 100 and uh, 150 cells is a blastocyte. And a hundred, yeah. if I scratch my nose, I'm killing more. If I scratch my arm, I'm killing more cells than I am than 150. Yeah. It's just <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you're committing a, if you scratch your arm, you're committing a holocaust of potential. And we're looking uh, at BritannicaProcon.org. So this has some pretty reputable, like, arguments. Like, the best arguments get submitted on here and, like, yeah, they're mm -hmm. put on. The fact that the these are the best arguments <laughs> is, that, that the, the pro-life people could come up with is, like, wow. Read some of the, the, the pros. Okay. Uh, Abortion is safe medical procedure that protects lives. Yes. See, these the pros are so obvious, and they're still miles, they're levels above <laughs> the best cons that the pro-lifers could come up with. There's nothing <laughs> deep even in the pros, but even yeah. with just the, 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 what would you call it? Um, I don't know, just, just the, I, even almost super, they're not superficial, but the almost superficial um, pros that they lay out are 10,000 folds. I mean, I mean 10, 000, literally 10,000 folds better than the pro-life argument. And if we go down to some of the facts below it, so I don't, I don't even know where all this, this, this ideals are coming, like what generation started this? Because the first, did you know? So this is Wait, first what? Started what? Pro-life? No, no, no. It's it's below all the arguments. I know, I know. But you were saying, where did where did this? Yeah, where did this pro life culture come from? Like, which generation? Religion. Religion. It's no, in no, the no, body. Because, yeah. No, because if we look at the first throughout much of Western history, so not even talking about the world, just Western abortion was not considered a criminal act as long as it performed before quickening. So as long as it was performed in the first. Um, trimester before 13 to 25 weeks it was fine throughout western history so like where did this whole pro-life culture come from even because like people have never had an issue with it like in the first trimester so no i think i think because when did the first uh, first abortion even happen actually I'm probably 1973 the year was old. Okay, th this is giving me something out. Like, it's giving me abortion, but like, yeah. Okay. Uh, what would you call it? First modern abortion. 
And uh, I think they're saying 18, eight, uh, mid 1800s. Yeah. So it was happening even before it was even ruled, which shows mm-hmm. like, where did this culture even come from? Like, I mean, it, uh, the basic stem is, as I said, Iron yeah. Age religion, but yeah. 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 And so and what they say is just pure drivel at some, it's just <laughs> nonsense. <laughs> They're just babbling on about complete nonsense. Let me let me uh let me look up the best pro life art. Yeah, actually, yeah, go for it. Let me look. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on a website saying training pro life advocates to think clearly. Reason honestly and argue. Are you on the same one? I'm on the Atlantic. No, I'm on. I'm on some website specifically designed for pro life thinkers. So, what's the what's the link? The URL? Equalrightsinstitute.com. Okay. Yeah, it's some rabid religious site. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, yeah, pro life advocates. Oh my god. So let me go to frc.org. Best pro life arguments for secular audiences. So let's just see. This. And just so you guys know, we are on Zoom. So we're probably going to have to make a part two and three like we did with the previous ones. Just, just a heads up. Yeah, so I'll read a different fact. So, so this is off the Britannica ProCon.org. So this, I'll just read this while you're looking for uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the death rate for legal abortions is 0.7 deaths every 100,000 abortions. By contrast, there are one to two deaths per 1,000 plastic, 100,000 plastic surgery procedures, three deaths for every 100,000 colonoscopies, colonoscopies, I don't know, and three to six deaths for every 100,000 tons go to tell me i don't know childbirth has nine deaths per 100,000 deliveries so if we're saying that abortions are unsafe and they're killing life then why don't we just go ahead and born pl- ban plastic surgery and childbirth why don't we just ban both of those as well because that's also taking that's taking significantly more lives than abortions are so i don't see where the argument is again like it's it's like it's like what you said it's just like iron age religious nonsense really like what uh, they're using their, I don't even know where they're getting their justifications from. Uh, does the Bible, the Bible. Say, <laughs> it, does it say something that like says that? I believe so. I don't think directly, but you can look it up. But, yeah. yeah. Oh, and and I, I found a, a site, frc.org, that, um, so, so the title is the best pro arguments for secular audiences. So this assumes that it, I'm assuming that it doesn't have any religious nonsense. So, <laughs> um, uh, so, so they, they say that a fact is the new human zygote has a genetic composition that is absolutely unique to itself. Um, different from any other human being that has ever existed. 
including that of its mother, thus proving the claim that what is involved in abortion is merely a woman and her body. So, first of all, we have, I've spent, I think, I don't know what my, like 15 minutes I'd spent um, explaining that it, a, a, uh, the, a third day um, embryo is 150 cells. Yes, it's absolutely unique to itself. But it, it, it your, um, your cells on your arms are, every cell on your arm is unique to itself. It's like, what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, it's, I found, it's so nonsensical. And I found out this, this other family is completely just related. Focus on the family.com. It's a pro. <laughs> Basically, their main argument is that, of course, Jesus and God <laughs> in the Bible were stating in different whatever, Jeremiah and Isaiah, that mm -hmm. life in the womb is like sacred because apparently the Lord knew that Jesus was special in the womb. So they're using this <laughs> to discredit science that proved that like, <laughs> embryos don't have any sensation until second trimester. They're, they're going by the fact that someone said that Lord knew Jesus was special before <laughs> Lord, he was, he, Lord knew Jesus was special and Jesus was less than a fly's brain. They're using it to like, no, I'm not making fun of religion, but I'm just saying in a critical issue like this, where it's revolved around science and medical stuff, you're using these types of arguments. Like, yeah. I'm fine for support. I don't care if you support religion, but you can't be justifying and forcing your opinion if this is your best. Exactly. Yeah. Like, evidence like that i mean how are you even gonna like you gotta hear yourself talking at that point. i mean those are the bible thumpers down south that like, yeah. <laughs> like literally i mean everything from like abortion to like gay marriage so like, yeah. everything is based on the the bible yeah everything yeah. so we have to start wrapping it up now because, like, as I said, we have a limited time on these episodes. So mm -hmm. we will definitely be making a part two. Uh, Do I you think, think we, we need a part two? Maybe not full length, but we definitely have more we could discuss, I think. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we'll just elaborate more on what we said today. And, mm -hmm. like, uh, we'll maybe, maybe we'll try and take the stance of someone else and we'll have a debate over that. But that might be difficult. <laughs> yeah. But that's all for this episode. So. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you guys next time. Yep. See ya.